0: very lovely day. Our days were good, right? Praise the Lord. So I'm happy to be here tonight. And um, um, I'd like to say a big thank you to our Father and the Lord for giving me the privilege and the opportunity to, to talk, I mean, to speak God's word to God's people. Praise the Lord. And um, Charlie, when I, when I say thank you to Papi, I say thank you to my husband for allowing me to be here. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the Lord. So today's to um, teaching You know, it's um, Becoming Like Christ. That's the title, Becoming Like Christ. Praise the Lord. And, you know, becoming like Christ is is very important to us as believers, as children of God. Because if God doesn't walk in us, he won't walk through us. Praise the living Jesus. So we've seen Christians, you know, they've given their lives to Christ, but the fruit of Christ is not in them. And you keep on wondering, are they really believers? Do these people really go to church? Praise the living in Jesus. And because we don't want to nail Christ to the cross again with our character, you know, and the conduct of our life. So it's very important for us to go through this particular session. And my prayers is that God will bless us as we learn at his feet in Jesus' name. So we're going to start with a question. Question. Now, how does it feel when someone compliments you that your child looks like you? How does it feel when someone sees you and says, oh, that's your child. He looks like you. I mean, how does it feel? I want a parent to answer. How does it feel? Someone sees you and says, Oh, that's your child. And he looks so much like you. Praise the Lord. I want a parent to please answer. How does it feel? Someone gives a compliment, you know, your way to work. Or maybe you're coming. Okay. Inka. Inka, Okay. Inka. You're going to answer your. That's Inca, right? No, Inka is... I don't think it's for you. I want someone else to answer. Sorry, Inka, for now. You're going to answer this next one. You got the next one no, the next one will be for you. So I want a parent. You're going to be a parent soon in Jesus' name at his right time. But I want a parent to answer that question. How does it feel? Okay. There's a lovely lady there. Okay, Debbie, thank you. How does it feel? When someone says, Debbie, looks like you. Okay, hello, Debbie. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Okay, um, it feels kind of weird because when I look at her, I can't see the facial resemblance, but I see... Um, I can see character resemblances. I can see her jumpy attitude, her dancing. It reminds me of myself a lot. But facially, I I really, I can't see it, so I I don't know. But it sounds very good. Okay, thank you. Thank Thank you. Round of applause for Debbie, thank you. So Inka, so Inka, go back to Inka. So Inka, how does it feel when someone tells you you look like one of your parents, or like both of your parents, how does it feel? Praise God. Um, it feels really good to not be able to just tell it. Somebody just sees me and my daddy stands again, like, oh, that's your dad. It's really cool. <laughs> and I was going to answer the first question, like, okay, okay. A, like in reverse. Like, okay. when I'm out and somebody tells my parents that, oh, she looks like you, it makes me really proud. I don't look like my mom facially, but some of her... Attributes like, oh, she's quiet. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's my mom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you know, um, before we go to our test, I'll just um, quickly give us a. Okay, Elizabeth. Okay. Elizabeth has something to say. Okay, Elizabeth. Okay. Good evening. Hello, Elizabeth. I wanted to say that. When people tell me my, I look like my parents. Which of them? My dad. Oh, I see. I, um, I feel like I'm following his footsteps and it makes me happy oh. and I also blush. Oh, fantastic. That means your dad is a good dad. So you are really following in his footsteps. Awesome. Praise the living Jesus. So before we go to our test, I'll just quickly give us a gist, I mean a quick story now when i was in primary school i was in primary four i could remember that precisely and i had this teacher was very mean i can't remember her name but i can remember you know she was plumpy dark and all that but i can't remember her name anymore it's been a while and there was this guy in my class his name his name his name was rotimi rotimi Olaro, rotimi. Ola rotimi means that watch well, you come and stay with me so we call him rotimi stay with me and my teacher would pick at this boy he would abuse him verbally and, you know, his dentitions were not, I mean, he has, you know, his dentitions were, were not good. And so my teacher would abuse him and say, you know, and then back in the day, you can't sue your teacher. Teachers were like mini-god, you know, you would be very scared of them. They, they, they can say anything, they can do anything. It wasn't like now that you can just tell your dad, on, go and sue my teacher. Teachers, then, were, they were tough. So my teacher would, you know, abuse wrote to me, and wrote to me wasn't smart in class. So my teacher will say, I don't even know why your parents gave you roti me. What are you staying with them for? You're so dumb. You're not even fine. I mean, and it wasn't, you know. And then we, we were little, but, you know, I, we felt that. I felt that if my teacher could be picking, you know, at this guy, then I need to, that means he's not really good. I mean, that means something is wrong with him. And everybody in class stopped playing with him because he felt if the teacher could see something bad in him, that means it's really bad. I mean, so normally you don't want to play with someone who's not popular, Right? You want to hang out with people that are really, you know, up there, you know, looking good, you know, talking well and all that. Praise the living Jesus. So we 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 gave him a gap, we gave him some gap and we stopped playing with him. But one day we were in school, and the roti parent came to visit him. And I saw his dad, he was a replica of his father. Same stature, his father was dark, you know, had the same dentition. And when his mom saw him, Rotimi ran to his mom. His mom scooped him up and carried him, and hugged him, and kissed him. And as Mum was kissing him, hugging him, his daddy was giving him a pat on the head. And I began to think, this guy is special to his parents. They loved him. Now, it doesn't matter what my teacher said. My teacher saw him as a junk. But to his parents, they, they felt it was important. And so we left primary school, and then I, I met Rotimi again in secondary school. Unfortunately, um, Rotimi's older sister was my senior in high school. And so, I um, and, and um, I can't remember her name. We used to call her Bokiti. She was big. I used to call her Bokiti. I can't remember her name. It's been a while. But I can remember Rotimi. So, so, you know, and then Rotimi was, I was in room 34. Rotimi was in room 33. It was a boarding school. So, we, we got talking. And then Rotimi told me that Rotimi was so special to them because he was the holy son. And that his mother, her mother, actually prayed and trusted God for Rotimi. And that Rotimi was, an, it was, it was, it was just someone that everybody in the family adores. And over time, I saw Rotimi, I began to see the confidence in him. Now, in high school, Rotimi was still the quiet guy, but, you know, there, there's this aura of confidence around him because he knows that his parents love him. Praise the living Jesus. Tonight, our test is going to be from Romans 829, MSU version, and then I, I'll, I'll continue the story. Romans... Eight twenty-nine msd version. Praise the Lord. And it says, God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along with the same lines as the life of his son. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. Praise the living Jesus. You know, In in Colossians 1, 15a, the Bible was talking about Christ. And the Bible was talking about Christ as a visible image of invisible God. So in essence, the Bible was talking, saying that Rotimi was a carbon copy of his father. So my teacher did not see Rotimi for who Rotimi is. He saw Rotimi as a very ugly chap with bad dentition, who was not smart in math and arithmetic and English, was not good in vocational aptitude and all that but his parents saw something special in him now no matter how beautiful your child is i I mean i'm gonna like your child i'm gonna oh your child is so cute but it's not my child do do you get it so to me my child is still the best my child is beautiful I mean, dark like, you know, it it could be dark, it could could be tall, but it's my child, and I love him. Praise the living. So I could admire your child, but I'm going to love mine. Praise the living Jesus. And that was what my teacher did not get. He didn't understand that Rotimi doesn't have to be fine by by her own standard. But that Rotimi has parents, and that Rotimi has the value and the characteristics of his father. And so his father and his mother adores him. Praise the living Jesus. So so we are quickly going to Look at um, what God wants. What, what, what was God's prerogative? Now, God told us, you know, his main aim, one of his aim, of God's aim, was to make us to become like Christ, his son. Praise the living Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, MSU version, Ephesians. Chapter 4, verse 22. Praise the living Jesus. Okay, that's, that's, that's not, but. That's, um, okay, let me quickly talk about that. God does not want us to become a God, He wants us to become godly, taking on His values, His attitude, and His character. Well, that's Ephesians 4. That's my Ephesians 4 22. Ephesians four twenty-two. 22. MSG version. Okay, praise the Lord Okay Okay, Says since then we do not have the excuse of ignorance Everything, and I do mean everything connected With that old way of life has to go It is rushing through and through Can you just go further down? This MSG you have to go through Get rid of it and then take on an entirely new way of a life, a God-fashioned life. Praise the living Jesus. God wants us to be like him. He wants us to take a particular way, a way of life that is fashioned after Christ. He wants our attitude, our character, our conduct to be like that of Jesus Christ. Praise the living Jesus. So, I, I went further to say that, um, you know. God does not want us to become a God. He wants us to become godly, taking on his values, his attitude, and his character. And so I said, what is God's main character? What's God's main character? Now, when you see God, what do you see? Praise the living Jesus. So we're going to open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. And also in 1 John chapter 4, verse 14, it talks about God being loved. The Bible says, God is love but anyone who does not love does not know god for god is love praise the lord so if you don't love you don't know god god is love and actually a major attribute of god is that god is love his character shows that god is love his values shows that god is love praise the living jesus so we're going to quickly go through what god is what god is not what love is what love is not? Praise the Lord. So, because God is love, we want to check what love is and what love is not. Praise the Lord. So, the first time um, you're going to feel that, what is God's main character? What is it? Love. Love is God's main character. What love is not? So, I said love is not emotion. It's not emotion. In Luke chapter 11 verse 35, Luke 11 35, make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. You know, you are a child of God, and you've been in church for a while. In fact, you're a serious worker. You've gotten worker of the month. But be sure that the light you think you have is not darkness. Do you have God? Do you have love? Love is a litmus paper, I mean chemistry, to really show that you are a child of God. If you don't love, then you need to check whether you are really a child of God. Praise the living Jesus. So I said, Love is not emotion. So there's a gist. A young lover, you know, went to his father and said, Dad, hmm, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just found a lovely girl. I love her. And then the father said, Oh, really? You love this girl? He said, Yes, I love her. And so the uh, father said, So how do you know? And the guy said, When I get around with my girlfriend, I can't breathe. And the father said, it's not love, it's asthma. You have asthma. It's not love. It's asthma. Another one says, a girl now, she went to her mom. I said, mom, mom. I said, oh, hello, darling. What are you talking about? I said, mom, when I'm with Pedro, I can't see straight. In fact, I can't see anything. And then the mom said, it's not love. You need glasses. <laughs> Go ahead, see and see an optometrist. Praise the living Jesus. So love is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It's not what you feel. It's not something that makes you not to see. <laughs> that clouds your eyes. That's not what love is. Praise the Lord. And so what is love? Love is not an emotion. It's not an emotional, emotional response to a plunging neckline or you know, an open cleavage. That's not what love is. It's not a feeling. I feel, I am in love. You don't feel love. Praise the living Jesus. Love is not what you feel. It is what you do. Praise the living Jesus. Love is not what you feel. Praise the Lord. I, I, I hope you're jotting it down. It's not what you feel. It is what you do. Romans 5.8. Romans 5.8. But God showed his great love to us by sending Jesus Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. God did not say, oh, I love them. Oh, I love them. I'm feeling loving, loving them. God did something. He sent his son. Praise the living Jesus. So we love our children. We do stuff for them. You can't say you love your child. You can't give him a bath. You don't love that child. Praise the Lord. You can't say you love your child and you don't discipline your child in love. You don't love, you want to kill that child. So love is an action. It's a verb. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus okay, so we said, I said, um, our lives, our lives are shaped by people who loved us and by people who refuse to love us. Our lives are shaped by people who loved us and by people who refuse to love us. Now, most, most of, I mean, for instance, um, Joseph Stalin, last week when, when, when we spoke, we spoke about Joseph Stalin, when Joseph Stalin was growing up, he was deprived of love. His life was characterized, characterized by people who did not love him. So it became bitter. So whether we like it or not, when we are writing the stories of a life, it's going to, a lot of people that were loved can tell a story. And people that were not loved, they can tell a story. So our life, our total life, the total picture is shaped... By people that loved us. Did your mom love you? Were you the apple of your father's high? Bible said his dad loved him. Praise the living Jesus. And so, we are shaped by people who loved us. And people who refused to love us. Praise the living Jesus. And in Genesis chapter 26 verse 34, Esau was 40 years old. And the Bible recorded that his father loved him. He was an old man. And so he would go and you know, kill wild animals for his father. And I remember that his father Isaac married at the age of 40, right? Are you, do, you, do you know that? Yes. Isaac married Rebekah at the age of 40. Praise the Lord. And he had Esau and Jacob at the age of 60. 20 years after. Now, Esau married at the same age that his father married. Praise the Lord. And in Genesis chapter 28 verse 6 to 9 Esau knew that his father Isaac had blessed Jacob I'll tell, tell you the story and had sent him to Paddan Haram to find a wife and that he had warned Jacob "You must not marry a Canaanite woman he also knew that Jacob had obeyed his parents and gone to Paddan Haram it was not very clear to Esau that his father did not like the local Canaanite woman that he had married. So let me just quickly do a paraphrasing of the story. Now, Esau married before Jacob, and she, he married some Canaanite women, Basemath and, you know, Someone, and some, you know that's, that's what the Bible says. And so when he married them, because it was his father's favorite, so he knew that his father loved him, you know. It feels good to know that your daddy really loves you. When I was growing up, my daddy really loves me. So it feels really good that, you know, your dad loves you. And so he married a Canaanite woman, and he thought his father would have, I mean, his father never spoke to him about it. So I guess he assumed that everything was fine. But it now occurred to him after his father called his younger brother, Jacob, was his younger brother, he came before Jacob, I mean, and blessed him and told him to go and look for a wife in, from um, his mother's family. So it became clear to him that that means my, my father was not pleased. With the women that married. So he thought within himself, and and that's why, as believers, we're not supposed to assume. So he thought within himself that, okay, fine, now that my father had blessed Jacob, let me go and marry someone around, you know, close to our family, so that my father can be happy with me. And guess what he did? Praise the Lord. Can we just quickly go back to um, Genesis 28 6 to 9? Okay, so. Okay, so same, man, they're bringing it up by faith. Okay, okay. So, uh, okay, seven, let's go to seven. Okay, so it was not very clear. Okay, so nine. Nine says, so Esau visited his uncle, Ishmael's family, and married one of Ishmael's daughter in addition to the wives he already had. His new wife's name was Mahalat. She was the sister of Nehbahoth and the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. So guess what he did? He made another blunder. He went to marry Ishmael's daughter. And you remember that, it was the same Ishmael that was making jest of Isaac, when Isaac was born and he was being wined So there was, there, there's been a perpetual division between both of them. They were not best of friends. And so because he wanted to please his father, he went to marry someone not, who is not his father's friend. Praise the living Jesus. So people do a lot of things to be affirmed. A lot of things to be loved. A guy is beating you black and blue. He says it is love. Just because he tells he loves you once in a while. He loves me and is beating you. Because you just want to feel loved. It is not right. Praise the living Jesus. So, quickly, let's, definition of love. First Corinthians chapter 13. We're quickly going to read it quickly. First Corinthians chapter 13. It says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but did not love others, I would only be a noisy gong. Or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, just say the Lord. And I understand all of God's secret plans. I know what will happen in 2025. And I possess all knowledge. And if I have such faith, I could move mountains. Just say, church, move. You know? I'm, but did not love others. I am nothing. Nothing. If I give everything I have to the poor, I have the gift of giving. When we want to buy something, I just said, everybody should not pay. I can pay, you know. I give everything I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body. I could boast about it, you know. I just said, well, praise the Lord. You know, I may give a shout. Hey, I give, you know. But I don't love others. I would, I would have gained nothing. Praise the living Jesus. So, and then the Bible began to talk about the definition and the attributes of love. Praise the Lord. So the first one, love is patient. Your love is, your love is patient. Thank you. Praise the living Jesus. So love is patient. Colossians 1, 11, MSG version. Colossians 1 said, we pray that you have the strength to stick it out over the long haul. Not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives, it is strength that endures the undurable and spills over into joy. Praise the living Jesus. Sticking it out over the long haul It's tough to be patient. Very tough to be patient. But that's what love is. Praise the living Jesus. You know, I, I had a mentor at a time in my career. And then when I was going to leave my job, I didn't tell her. And when she heard, she told me, she said, Tineke, rolling stones don't gather moss. You can't move from one place. It's always, it looks greener on the other side. But what has God said? You can't, you can't be in this relationship and run out and believe that the other one is going to be better. What has God said? So remember, and, I've, I, and, I, I, and I always remember that, rolling stones don't gather moss. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. So patience, love locks is jaw and hangs on with undying hope for a better tomorrow. That's what patient love does. And God our Father is patient. In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promises, as some people think. No, He's been patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God is very patient with us is extra patient with us. Praise the living Jesus. And in James 5, 11, quickly, I want us to go through this verse so that we can, I can really have you know, a basis to explain some of these things to us. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him had your hand. You know, when you hear that someone is patient, praise the living Jesus. when you see elderly people, for instance, for me personally, when I see elderly people, serving Jesus. You know, there's a woman in my department, she's she's over 60, and I see how she comes to church. She comes to drive. And I'm like, seriously? And I I give her honor. Because honor is given. So when I see someone who has gone through it, and who has dead foot, I give them honor. And that's what the Bible says. We give honor to people that are patient, people that have endured things. And that's why when we see elderly people, we give them honor. It's not easy to be 60. Praise the living Jesus. Greatness is slow to hunger. God is slow to hunger. Greatness is slow to hunger. Now, see a man of peace. the end of that man is peace. See a good man, see a man of peace. The end of that man is, is peace. And as we go further, I'm going to explain one or two things to us. You know, about, you know, being slow to hunger. Eternal patience is part of his greatness. True love is patient and steady. God always honors people with strong, staying power. Praise the living Jesus. So the second attribute is love is kind. Love is kind. Psalms 145 verse 17. Psalms 145 verse 17. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. Is filled with kindness. Kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. You are friendly, you are generous, you, are con- you, you consider other people, you, you are concerned about other people. So, for instance, you, you, the, 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 you have two meet in your pot, and you, your children, have, your, your husband hasn't eaten, your children hasn't eaten, you pack the two meet. you're not considerate. You're not considerate. How can you do that? You're not considerate. So. That, that's what kindness is. And in Proverbs 31, 26, the Bible talks about the virtuous woman. The Bible says in, his, in her mouth is a law of kindness. Praise the Lord. You know, she, she knew how to talk to people. And that's another thing. She understands. She had servants. She had made servants. But she knew how to talk to them. Please, thank you. That's being kind. Being considerate. Praise the living Jesus. Do you want to do something great for God? Then be kind to his children. Now, you can't tell me that you love me and hate my child. You see, you saw my son, and you just gave him a knock on the head. I said, "You like me?" I smiled at him. You don't like me. If you like me, you will like my child. Praise the living Jesus. So, anyone that says he likes and doesn't like your child does not like you. Praise the Lord. So, if if you love God, you are supposed to be kind to His children. And who who, who are the children of God? Praise the children of God. Raise up your hand if you're a child of God. So, you have to be kind to me. Be kind to your neighbor. Be kind to the fellow believer. If you're a child of God, be kind to His children. If you love God, be kind to His children. Praise the living Jesus. Love is not love until you give it away. Love is not love until you give it away. How kind are you to others? Praise the Lord. So, number three, love does not envy. James three, thirteen to sixteen. James three, thirteen to sixteen. Okay, do you want to be counted wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you should do live well. Live wisely. Live humbly. It's the way you live. Not the way you talk that counts. Praise the living Jesus. You know, talk is very cheap. Don't you know? You don't pay for talking, right? Do you pay for talking? Anybody can talk. I can can go to papi and say, papi, you know what? I'm going to give the church, you know, one million dollars? Very soon. Amen. Anybody can say that, right? Bring the money now. God, you know? So, talk is cheap. So, it is not the way you talk. It is the way you do what? Act. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. So, what's envy? I said, envy is a feeling of discontent or resentful feeling aroused by someone else's possession, his quality, his luck, or his favor. So, this guy just drove in a, a clean Mercedes-Benz. And then you look at your Toyota Jaguar, Toyota Camry, just look, it, it, the car will look old automatically. You, you liked the car before, you were proud of that car, but that guy just drove <laughs> this car, this is the car, you know, you, you start and, and, and it's not good. Praise the living Jesus. And if you go further down to 1718, 1718 quickly, I'm trying to because of time, 1718 says that um, Okay, but the wisdom that is from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good food, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Eighteen, please. Eighteen. At the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. But, you know, the Bible was saying that if, if, you, if you're envy, then be careful because other bad things will come from, you know, envy. Remember the story of Cain. Cain and Abel. the Bible doesn't say they were fighting. They were not fighting before but when God accepted Abel's offering, and Ken said, uh-uh, are you the only person in Nigeria? Or oh, in the garden, around the garden, they were living around the garden. Uh-uh, why, why not me? And then envy started. They were not enemies before. Because if we were not friends, God would have said that Ken and Abel were not friends. But the Bible did not mention anything about it. But after God accepted the offering of Abel, uh-uh, Ken decided to, to start a fight and he killed his brother. So when it comes small, when heavy comes into your life, nip it, kill it. Go to God and say, Lord, this message, is best is fine. Lord, you are the glory at the lift up of my head. Remember me. And sincerely pray for joy. You know, time. I'm trying to look at it. I want to give you a gift. Should I give you a gift? Okay, praise the Lord. So a friend of mine, they were doing prize day in, in a child's school. And the child had boasted to the mother that, ah, mommy, I'm going to get all the prizes. So the mother went, you know, she was well-dressed, you know, thinking that the child would, um, you know, perform. So when they got to his class, they called the first person. One small guy, short boy like that, collected 17 prizes. The woman is a Christian. you began to look at the boy like this. When they called the girl, said, that she felt like using cane on the boy. I said, are you the only person in this school? And then she had to remember that. Ah, you're a Christian. Ah, ah, sister, why are you? She, she was, you know. So sometimes, what you want so bad and you don't have it. And you're sinning with someone. You can, you know, because we are human. But what do you do? You, you kill it. You say, Lord, it shouldn't be mentioned enough. What a sin is a reproach to any people. So once it wants to come, what do you do? You talk to God about it, sincerely from your heart. Because if it regards iniquity in us, it will not hear us. Praise the living Jesus. And then he talks about small, small foxes that are spoiling our vines. There are small, small foxes. But if you don't kill them, they will destroy the vine. So you're saying, Lord, I come, I come towards your throne of grace. Have mercy. I like this. Give me my own. How says we don't have because we don't ask? Praise the living Jesus. So number four. Number four? Oh, Okay. Love has good manners. 1 Corinthians 13.5. 1 Corinthians 13.5 says that love is never rude. It does not behave indecently. And so we need to get this as believers. We need to get it, this as believers. Are you rude? Are you rude? How do you talk to people? Are you rude? Rudeness is, is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It, it, you can't say you're a believer. You're rude to people. It's wrong. It's, it's wrong. You can speak in tongues. Fantastic. You can prophesy. You are good. Well, but are you rude? Praise the living! Is are you rude to God? Are you rude? To, are you rude to God constituted authorities? You're not afraid to talk about authority. People that God placed there. What are you talking about? Are you rude to your leaders? Are you rude to your spouse? Whether it's short or tall, that's what God is. I mean, people, people. I, I've, I've, I've said this before. and People really gave it to me, and I told them that it doesn't matter what you say. It's what the Bible says. The Bible is our standard is your spouse you are not supposed to be rude to that's what the bible says it's not me that's what the bible says praise the living jesus and sometimes because we are human we can give it to them but you have to repent quickly and apologize praise the living jesus <laughs> don't give it to them but once in a while you repent and apologize and say darling i'm sorry and you ask god to forgive you and to, to <laughs> praise the lord Are you rude to your boss? Someone very special to me taught me that. You can't fight with your boss and win. He said, you can't fight with your boss and win. You can't fight with people that are in authorities and win. What do you do? You report them to God. You you report them to God because you can't fight with them physically and win. So you go to God and say, ah, see what papi did to me. See what papi did to me. Don't go and meet papi and be giving papi. No, that's not. I didn't say that. Praise the Lord. Your parents. I know there are some parents that they don't deserve to be respected. They didn't pay your school fees when you were growing up. Have a friend who's over 40 and his father had money but he didn't pay his school fees. He has everything to be hungry. But you're not supposed to be rude to them. Honor is given. In Leviticus chapter 19 verse 32. Stand up in the presence of your head early. Show respect for the aged. Fear your God, I am the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. So the woman at the well, in John chapter 4, verse 19, one was when she was talking to Jesus, she said, Sir, right? The woman at the well. Ruth, when Ruth was talking to Boaz, he said, Sir, praise the Lord. So my question is: what's wrong with being mannerly? The, the, the teenagers that I, I knew when their mother gave back to them. And they seem just say, Hello, I'll say, hello. Hello. I, I, I know some of them. They used to bring them to my house. And I'll take care of them. And they, w- they won't even say, it's wrong. We need to train our children to say, good afternoon, ma'am. It won't hurt them, it won't kill them. Praise the living Jesus. So teach your children to say, sir and ma'am. I, I, I follow, I follow the, the, the monarchy, the British, um, British royal family. I, I, know, I, I read about their histories and all that. When you want to greet the Queen of England, you cut, sir. You do a cut, sir. Even even the Western people praise the living Jesus. So you rise up in front of an elderly. When an elderly person wants does not have a seat. You stand up and let him or her sit. Praise the living Jesus. We need to teach our boys to do a bow. Good afternoon, sir. We need to teach our daughters to do a curtsey. Praise the living Jesus. It is proper to say thank you. It is proper to say please. Excuse me. It is proper. It is not local. And I say, say hi, say hi to papi. How can you tell your child to say hi to papi? Say hi to papi. <laughs> say hi to papi. And we we'll say, hi papi. What's hi? Wrong, wrong If you should say good afternoon sir <laughs> Hello papi. good afternoon Praise the Lord So the children in your home Will carry your manners into their marriages And into their homes and they, they, they will give you issues later, God forbid, because if they, if they, they don't go with the right manners, they won't, they, they won't know how to treat their in-laws, they won't know how to treat friends, they won't know how to treat leaders, they won't know how to treat bosses. And it's going to be a problem eventually. So we need to teach our children virtues, manners, and correct attitude. Praise the living Jesus. Number five, love is loyal. Love is loyal. Love is loyal. The quality of staying firm in your friendship or support for a person or a cause. The synonym is faithful, devoted. Praise the living Jesus. Okay, quickly, let's quickly let's do the story of the Holocaust. Praise the Lord. Are we? Time. Okay. Okay, so we... Hello, guys. Should we... Okay, so we're going to... Okay, so a story of loyalty, quickly, 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 quickly. Now, during the Holocaust, a Polish Jewish mother with her three children dashed into the wood before before approaching the Nazi army. For days, the mother and her children survived on roots and grasses in the forest. One morning, the starving three three of them were discovered by a farmer and his son, who demanded that they come out of their hiding. In an instant, the farmer saw that they were starving and told his son to give the mother a loaf of bread. The mother eagerly took the loaf of bread and, like a famished animal, quickly broke it into three pieces and gave it to her three children. The farmer's son looked at, at, at his father and said, She kept none of the bread for herself because she was not hungry. The Polish father responded, She kept none of the bread for herself because she's a mother. That. Do, do you understand the story? It was it a was time of war, Holocaust. You know what happened? Um, this guy, Adolf Hitler, killed six million European Jews. He had issues with them because he wanted to keep the German blood pure. He didn't want them to intermarry with the Jews. He just ate them. Same way people hate Christians nowadays. And so they were killing them. And so this woman took her three children and ran. And so because they knew that if anyone sees them, if any, if, if any of the Nazis' army sees them, they're going to have them over to be killed. So they were hiding in bushes and in forests. And so one day, while she was hiding with her three kids, a Polish farmer saw her and gave her bread. And they were starving. They were emaciated They were, you know, And she divided the bread into three. She wasn't even thinking of herself. She was thinking of her children. Praise the living Jesus. And the son was like, oh, she's not hungry. She's not hungry. And then the father said, she's hungry. But she gave the food to her children because she's a mother. Praise the living Jesus. Only a mother and a loving father can do that. And that's loyalty. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 to 17... The story of Ruth and Naomi. The story of Ruth and Naomi. You know, we know the story of Ruth and Naomi. The the story of Ruth and Naomi is the high watermark of loyalty. Ruth, a Gentile woman, stood beside her mother-in-law Naomi at the border of Judah, as they were about to enter Bethlehem. If Ruth stepped over that border, she was moving into a Jewish society without any hope of even marrying again, of ever marrying again, since Jews couldn't marry Gentiles. And you know what it is in the whole, in the, I mean, during those times, if you are not married, if you don't have a son, nobody will take care of you when you are old Because there was no pension, there was no savings. So you, have, you, you need to marry to have a son, and then your son will take care of you. So it was as if she, she, there was no hope. And in, in, in that road, she told her mother, I said, don't, don't ask me to leave you don't ask me to leave you, don't ask me to turn back wherever you go, I would go wherever you live, I will leave, your people will be my people and your God will be my God, she are saying, no matter what happens I am trusting that your God will sort me out, I might not have a husband but God is the husband of the husbandless, he's going to sort me out and that was what God did, that's loyalty and you know, with the bad press that you know, mother-in-law received in her generation why do you want to follow a mother that you think is a witch she didn't kill her son now, she has become a witch. And you're going to have a son one day. And your son will marry. So, we want someone to call you a witch. You know? But even with that, she still went ahead and followed this woman. And God honoured her. And from a lineage age, a Gentile, Jesus Christ was battered. Praise the living Jesus. So, um, how do we love? So, we're we done with definition and the attribute of law because of time. So, how do we love as Christ loved? Or how do we develop the love character of Christ? So, we, not, we understand... You know the attribute of love. We understand what God is. You know that God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy because God is love. So everything that we talk about love, we talk about God. And as children of God, we need to have those attributes. If we are really, my child must look like me, or look like my husband, or like my father or my mother. If he now looks like one brother, eh? Around our house, we need to go and do DNA test. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, you're, 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 you're a child of God, you must look, you must manifest your godly nature. You're a divine seed. So, you need to look like your father. Because, you, 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 you know, because God is your father. So, if God is patient and you're not patient, who do you look like? If God is kind and you're not kind, who is your father? Praise the living Jesus. So, first and foremost, how do we love as Christ loved? Number one, we allow the Holy Spirit to walk in us. We must allow the Holy Spirit to walk in us. And the process is called sanctification. Becoming like Christ in our conduct and our character. It can come to pass with the help of the Holy Spirit. Character cannot be produced on your own strength. New Year resolutions does not work past January. You know, this year I'm going to, January, after January, we, did, we used to do go card before. You just do January. After you can't even find a go card again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Willpower or best intentions are not enough. Only the Holy Spirit has the power to make the changes God wants to make in our lives. Praise the Lord. That's number one. So we love as Christ loved by allowing the Holy Spirit to work in us. Praise the Lord. That's Second Corinthians three eighteen b. The Lord with his Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Praise the Lord. Number two, we must fill our lives with God's Word. Second Timothy three sixteen. Second Timothy says all scriptures are inspired by God. And it's useful to teach us what is true, and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and teaches us to do what is right. Praise the living Jesus. So God's words generate life. God's word creates faith. It produces change. It frightens the devil. It causes miracles, he heals hearts, builds character, transforms circumstances, impart joy, defeats temptation, and brings things into being. Praise the living Jesus. Number three. Number three. How do we love as Christ loved? Or how do we develop the character of Christ? By discarding the behaviors and the customs of this world and changing the way we think. Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That you will learn to know God's will for you, which is which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Praise the living Jesus. Change always begins in the mind. The way you think, Papi has taught us that the way we think determines the way you feel. And the way you feel determines the way you act. Praise the living Jesus. So, we need to change our mindset. Now, what's, 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 you know, most things, when the world says this is the way it should be, that is not what God is saying. In the world today, we have the feminists. You have the parochal. A man will say, I'm the man, and then he will beat everybody. It's, it's not, it's, that's the custom of his world. A woman will say, I, I, I cannot submit to my husband because we are equal. That is the custom of the world. What is God's perspective? You need to take on Christ's outlook and perspective on issues. Praise the living Jesus. So finally, 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 First Corinthians 13, 11 NIV First Corinthians chapter thirteen verse eleven, NIV version. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away I put the ways of child, childhood behind me. Praise the living Jesus. So the Christian life is far more than a passive spiritual maturity. It strongly includes conduct and characters. I believe must be backed up with Christ like behavior. Christianity is not a religion or a philosophy. It is a relationship and a way of life. The core of that lifestyle is love. The core of Christianity is what? Love. Love. It is not prophecy. It is not faith moving mountains. It is love. Thinking of others. Being Jesus' eyes of compassion. Being his hand to hug the hurting. Being a smile of hope to the discouraged. Thinking and loving others is the heart of becoming like Christ. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.